Welcome back to another edition of Waiting for Next Year's Cavs Cast. As always, we are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. It is a holiday weekend, Saturday, July 1st. And this is going to be a quick one, but had to jump on and talk about a flurry of moves the Cavaliers have made. Uh, the new league year just started literally today. And if I'm following and catching up with all the reported rumors, uh, the Cavs have added at least five players and are probably working on more. So needed to jump on tonight, give some initial reaction thoughts to some of the players uh, that have not only uh, reportedly come on board uh, the Cavs roster, but also a couple guys who have left before we break down uh, the reported acquisitions, a word from our sponsor. We've got a great deal with underdog fantasy for first time depositors. Enter in the code WFNY at checkout and underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Underdog is a great platform if you are tired of the DFS salary system. There are tons of game types and drafts every night of the week for every sport. Don't forget, use WFNY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. Wow. Shooting, 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 right? first day of the new league year let's do some cavalier housekeeping before we jump into some of the reported deals that have been made by the Cavs. first off the Cavs decided not to extend a qualifying offer to dylan windler so he will be moving on from the team he won't be back dylan we we hardly knew ye um he's the archetype that this team is, is so badly needed the past couple of years that pure good size lengthy shooting wing and unfortunately for him and the Cavs, he just couldn't stay healthy um you know it's certainly not his fault would have loved to see him be able to, to play some contributing minutes to this team just wasn't in the cards so Cavs are moving on from dylan windler the cavaliers did extend a two-way qualifying offer to isaiah mobley so he'll have the opportunity to you know play with the the cleveland charge again next year perhaps see some time if he continues to make strides with the team. Uh, so wanted to make note of those two acquisitions. Um, I'm sorry, those two notes before we jumped into some of the reported acquisitions um, over the past 24 hours. Colby Altman, Mike Gansey, the boys have been busy in the front office. And as I said, shooting, shooting, shooting. Uh, so I'm going to start with I think the things that uh, I feel most excited to talk about in terms of acquisitions reported news. Uh, down to, frankly, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't know who Damian Jones is. I haven't heard his name in a couple years, so I'm probably not going to talk very long about Damian Jones, uh, but I am going to hit on him in a couple minutes. Uh, so first off, the first news that we heard, Karis LeVert re-signing back with the Cavaliers, two-year deal for $32 million. You know, Karis shot 39% from three last season. It was his best year in terms of availability uh, as a pro. Played in 74 games. He started 30 games. Played almost 30 minutes a night. Um, you know, Karras had an interesting year last season. His two-point percentage was, I think, some of the worst he's put together throughout his career. But his three-point was uh, fantastic. Shot 39% on on decent volume, 4.4 attempts per game. You know, Karras was the guy that really stepped up, and you know, I'd say as as much as as much as anyone else did, kind of took the reins of the small forward role. Uh, with the Cavs last season. So I think this is a great deal for Cleveland. I think it's a great deal for Karras. 
you know, he'll be entering in his age 29 season. So he'll have an opportunity to get paid again after this deal. Um, this is a very movable type of contract to me as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's a move that, um, can really set up for other moves down the road if the Cavs see it that way. But again, I think, you know, Kara showed enough last year to me in terms of availability, in terms of his body, in terms of trying to craft into the guy that the Cavs needed him to be. He showed more than enough to earn this deal. And frankly, I think he could be quite a value if, if you look at what some other guys are getting paid right now. So Karras back for two years, 32 million. I love the deal for him. Uh, excited to have him back. And I think the Cavs are, are just going to continue to benefit from his creativity as he gets more and more comfortable uh, with the young players around him. Moving on to deal number two, and this is one that that just broke you know, some hours ago later earlier this morning. Max Struess, Miami Heat, just played in the finals, has agreed to a sign-and-trade with the Cavs four years, $63 million, So he's making about $16 million per year. Max Struess is 6'5". He's kind of that combo shooting guard, small forward. Uh, he went undrafted, went to school at DePaul. Uh, he's currently 27 years old, so this will take him through you know, age 31. Uh, Struess did tear his ACL earlier in his career. Uh, as I said, went undrafted. He bounced around a couple of different teams, were really caught on. Uh, and obviously, he was a part of Miami Heat's you know, incredible developmental system. Uh, the past two years, he was a mainstay for them. He was a starter all throughout the playoffs. The Cavs are sending out Jetty Osmond and Lamar Stevens in a three-team deal out to San Antonio. The second-round pick is going to Miami, so they continue to to pick up assets. Uh, you know, this deal is all about shooting. You know, Max Drews is a 37% shooter. Um, last year, he did that on on six attempts per game, roughly. Uh, he should be able to provide great spacing uh, for the rest of the the rest of the starters, uh, or if he's a rotational piece. Um, I will say, you know, I, I think in terms of value, sixteen million a year, four for sixty three. Some of these shooters haven't always aged the best, right? You, you think of a, uh, you think of different guys, even his own teammate Duncan Robinson. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys who have gotten big contracts off of some shooting numbers and. Um, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see what, what he can do. He, he did struggle in the playoffs, um, over 43 playoff games with the heat. He shot just 32% from three. Um, that being said, I think he should, he should be able to get some good looks around DG and Donovan and Evan and Jared Allen. Um, so it's, it's a big move. There were a lot of other teams interested reportedly in Max Struess. So the Cavs got their guy. Sounds like they've been eyeing him for a little while. Uh, it's a big move, and it provides a much-needed spacing. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see kind of how he fits in and what type of role he competes for next year. Obviously, that small forward role is something they desperately need. So, you know, he he may challenge for that. He's got some – he's going to have some competition there. Uh, but, again, the, the Cavs had spacing and shooting, and, and that's, that's what really uh, hurt them uh, against the New York Knicks in the first round of the playoffs. Deal number three. Shooting, shooting, shooting. George Niang. Three-year deal for Niang, 26 million bucks, fully guaranteed. Niang spent the last two years in Philly, uh, averaged just over eight points per game, shot 40% from three on five attempts per game. I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you watch a lot of NBA, and this is one of the funnier players to watch. His nickname is Minivan. He 
has a hard time moving his feet. Uh, dare I say he may be a little bit pudgy. Um, he's not going to run the fast break, uh, but what he is going to do is be a dead eye shooter. And I love, I love, love, love this deal. So thinking about where Niang's going to fit, he'll likely be the first or second big off the bench. So when you think of Evan or Jarrett and how they consistently kind of mix and match and always the Cavs always ensured one of those two were on the floor. Well, now with a guy like Niang, you can play him with Jarrett or Evan, and you're going to get some of that good spacing that you need. Um, this guy is one of the best shooters in the entire association. He shot over 40% from three the last five seasons in a row. Um, he's had success playing with Donovan Mitchell in Utah. I cannot say enough how much I love this deal. You're not asking him to do much. He's not going to rebound the ball. He's not going to protect the paint. Um, he's not going to go for steals and play lanes. He is a dead eye three point shooter. And I think you're getting tremendous value here. Three years, 26 million. Uh, it is fully guaranteed, but I, I think it's just an absolute home run. And this is the type of move that gives the Cavs flexibility. A guy like Niang would have helped them so much in the Knicks series last year, taking Robinson away from the basket, you know, getting, getting that, that lane unclogged. So absolutely love this Niang signing. I think it's an absolute home run if he can stay healthy, which he's shown to do throughout his career. Um, and I can't wait to see him launch some threes next year at uh, rocket mortgage. So those are the, what I'll call the three high profile moves, reported moves the Cavaliers have made so far. A couple minor deals just within the last few hours here. Uh, the Cavs have signed Ty Jerome. So Ty Jerome, for, for those who don't know, he's turning 26 later this month. Last season, he played on the Warriors. He averaged seven points and three assists, uh, shot 39% from three uh, in 45 games. Um, the Cavs are signing Ty Jerome, a two-year deal for $5 million bucks. It was reported by Anthony Slater. The Warriors did extend Jerome a uh, qualifying offer, uh, which would have made him a restricted free agent. But the way the Cavs structured the deal, two years for $5 million, uh, didn't enable the Warriors to match. So this is a guy, if, if you watch any of the NCAA tournament back in 2019, he was a part of that great uh, Virginia uh, Virginia team, teammates with DeAndre Hunter, Mabre Diakite. He was a big part of that team, and his nickname is Milk. <laughs> he's a he's a big kid, um, six five. He's gonna provide some. He's gonna provide some really good uh, insurance. You know, I'd say for Rubio, he, he's kind of that point guard shooting guard combo. Um, so I think it, it's gonna be some great insurance. And again, right, this is the third guy with a high three point percentage. You know, shooting that that is obviously what the Cavaliers were trying to bring in so far this off season. And, you know, throughout day one, they brought in three, nearly three guys who, who shoot at, or, or just South of 40% from three. So Struess, Niang, Ty Jerome, you know, they're building back, um, you know, some of that, some of that depth and rotation they, they severely needed last year. And the fifth reported acquisition I wanted to hit on tonight, Damian Jones, I'll admit, I don't know much about this guy. Um, it was reported that really the Utah Jazz just frankly needed to get rid of a player. So the Cavs aren't actually sending anything out to Utah. Uh, the Cavaliers will just simply absorb, um, you know, his $2.6 million salary per Woj. 
Uh, Damian Jones, 6'11", 245. Uh, he just turned 28 years old. He went to Vanderbilt, so Darius Garland's alma mater. Um, Damian's bounced around the NBA since 2016. I remember him playing with Atlanta uh, quite a few years ago. He actually played with the Lakers and the Jazz last year. And, you know, presumably he's going to be the the Jared Allen backup. So, you know, probably playing a little bit of that Robin Lopez uh, role, potentially getting a few other, you know, a few additional minutes. So, again, just to quickly recap, Karras, two for 32. Max Strews sign and trade, four for 63. George Niang, three for 26, fully guaranteed. Ty Jerome, two for five. Damian Jones, it's ultimately it's a one-year deal worth 2.6. So as I take a step back and look at this these flurry of moves that the Cavs made, it's obvious that their number one weakness they recognize they identified as shooting. Um, none of these players are a six, seven, you know, two-way wing, right? It's really hard to come by that. We we all know that. It's it's something the Cavs have been trying to solve for years and uh, really since LeBron left, and, and they haven't been able to. But I will say the trait of shooting uh, they've taken multiple stabs at throughout the, the first day of the new league year. Um, so I think given the the limited assets they've had, um, trying to fit guys around their core four of Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley, I think they've done a good job. Uh, and I'm personally really excited to see – you know, what competition looks like next year. I mean, think again, think of the starting small forward role. You could have Struess, you could have a Coro, you could have Levert, you could have a healthy Dean Wade. I mean, you could have four guys competing for that role. And I think you know, looking at some of the moves they made, Niang being able to space the floor as the first backup big. Again, Dean Wade coming back, hopefully healthy. Struess uh, being someone that, you know, teams just have to account for right? That's, that's the most important part to me is last year, you know, opposing teams just weren't accounting for certain guys, whether it was a Coro or Osman, they're going to account for a guy like Struess. So, you know, I, I like the, the moves they made limited assets. Uh, I wanted to jump on here and just do a couple minutes, uh, just recapping, cause there's been a flurry of moves, uh, really the past, uh, you know, past 16 hours or so of the new league year. So I wanted to get on and, and talk through it a little bit. Uh, July 4th edition of the Cavs cast. So we're going to keep paying attention, seeing what the front office, what Kobe and Mike Gansey and the rest of the front office are going to do. Um, I'm sure there's still going to be a couple of more minor moves, but I would assume that, you know, the major ones are are probably complete for, um, you know, for what the Cavs are planning for this year. We'll see what, uh, what comes up. I don't think they can do any official uh, transactions for a couple days. So everything's going to be reported for a few days. And I believe starting next week I might be the fifth or the sixth they can actually start bringing these guys in and making it official so uh, we'll look for that but again just wanted to do a quick quick podcast on the flurry of moves the Cavaliers have done I hope everyone has a nice safe holiday fourth of July weekend we'll be back on the Cavs cast have a great weekend history is complicated the story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the facts from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. 
Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.